0: Yeah, I didn't come up with a book for this week. So came up with a character. When was the last time you studied Caleb? I studied Caleb lately?
1: You can't say that I have. He
0: I is know. unique. He has a heart for God, no doubt. Um probably wait, I can't say. Who's Caleb? You guys remember Joshua and Caleb, right? He's the uh the other half of Joshua, Caleb's story, and this goes back to the time of the Exodus, which Israel came out of Egypt. Okay, so coming out of that time time period, and shortly after that, God was going to have the Israelites go into the Promised Land, Canaan, Canaanites, and all the other ites lived in that uh that land and so god had it all planned out for them to do didn't look easy but god is going to be there with them and so we see joshua and caleb are the faithful two out of the 12 who went into the land to check it out so um what we'll do is look at uh The life of Caleb, there are like about 30 verses there of Caleb here in the Bible. Kind of leave a legacy for us, really, as you see this uh, man, and especially uh, whenever he's 85 years old. That's what intrigued me to see, the energy that he had at that time, and it is truly amazing. So we're following uh, along in Numbers, and Joshua, basically, is where we'll be. And the title is called, To Holy Follow Him. Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. To follow Him completely, fully. That's what we will see here tonight with uh, Caleb. Uh, let we start off with a prayer. Father, as we go on to your word tonight, we uh, pray for a blessing upon each one ear as we Read your word as we uh, hear it. and Maybe it will uh, make an impact on each one of us, uh, seeing how you work through different people that are yours. This character, Caleb, was quite the righteous man. He desired to follow you in all ways, and to be obedient. And you blessed him abundantly. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we look at... Uh, Numbers 13, we'll um, take a certain sections here, just kind of hitting and missing on some of the verses, kind of in and out, and kind of get caught up with what, uh, what the context is here with Caleb, and then we'll go into uh, Joshua, which will be uh, many years later, like about 40 years later, see the rest of this story. Okay, in verse uh, 1 of chapter uh, 13 of Numbers, it says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. Do you notice that little line there? It's a good little to underline. <laughs> because that was the whole point (laughs) anyway speaking to Moses Moses is going to relay this to the Israelites so it says you shall send a man from each of their father's tribes one from each tribe it would be twelve every one a leader among them so sent Moses sent from uh, the wilderness praying at the command of the Lord all of them men who were heads of the sons of Israel. And I'm going to skip the next section because it's names and names and names. Uh, where they're coming from. Not, that's not inspired, but well uh, we don't have so much time here. Uh, let's move on. Uh, verse 17 Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan. He said to them, Go up there into the Negev Then go up into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many. (coughs) How's the land in which they live? Is it good or bad? And how are the cities in which they live? Are they like open camps or with fortifications? How is the land? Is it fat or lean? Are there trees in it or not? Make an effort then to get some of the fruit of the land. Now, the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. Okay, right there, we get the, a lot of information in the sense that they don't know much. <laughs> they have to figure out what, what's there. They don't have any maps, <laughs> no Google or anything. <laughs> they've got to figure this out on their own. They've never been there. I mean, these people don't don't know. So, they, you know, whether it's... You know, are there a lot of people? Are they weak? Are they strong? Uh, what's there? And, and then it says, if you can, get fruit <laughs> and bring some back. So it says in 21, so they went up, spied out the land from the wilderness of Zen as far as uh, Rehob at Labohamoth when they had gone up into the Negev they came to Hebron. I've got that word circled because we're going to kind of hit on Hebron a little bit later here where uh, Ahimon, Shishai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, were. And we'll get later on that. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Then they came to the valley of Eskol, and from there cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, a single cluster, and they carried it on a pole between two men. That's... well, that's a Stop big thinking. cluster I of stand. grapes.
1: When I'm, thinking of cluster, I'm thinking of the ones you can stir
0: on Yeah, <laughs> this is <laughs> one great big cluster. Sure. I mean, These evidently. Grape the yeah, right. the
1: tree. Mm. They sound like watermelons. <laughs> grapes, don't
0: they? Anyway, quite a unit there, isn't it? And then, some of the pomegranates and the figs they also carried. That place was called the Valley of Esco because of the cluster. Which the sons of Israel cut down from there. That was quite interesting. And they noted that.
1: They that's stealing? the kind of fruit
0: that they have there. They
1: they mm. just
0: they're just taking some.
1: <laughs>
0: they're splitting this out. Because they're going to take it all one of these days anyway. <laughs> it's theirs. God's given it to them. I got you. Okay. Um, so anyway, they go there. You know, they're checking this out let's pick it up from 25, when they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days. They did 40 days. They proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. The grapes, and the pomegranates, and the figs, God had it all there. I mean, whenever they did take the land, that was stuff that they didn't grow. It was there. It was already there. So they carried
1: this stuff uh, around for forty days.
0: No, they ate it. I, I they, yeah, they probably ate some they of that.
1: Some but I'm they sure they, uh,
0: before they got back, they wouldn't they'd got some more.
1: They got <laughs> back. Yeah, they'd be raisins <laughs> for forty days. <laughs> but one big one. <laughs>
0: Maybe prunes. (laughs) Anyway, they get there and we went into the land where you sent us. And it certainly does flow with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Look at this. Look what they have there. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong. We were supposed to check it out to see if the people were weak or strong. They're strong.
1: <laughs>
0: and the cities are fortified. Were they just kind of like camps? Tents? Or are they fortified? Yep. And very large. <laughs> and moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there.
1: Huh. Why did they know
0: that? Amalek is living in the land of the Negev and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites are living in the hill country and the Canaanites are living by the sea, by the side of the Jordan.
1: Okay, that's a good question. How do they know all them people? Yeah, how do they know who they are? We're going to go
0: and we're going to skip that answer by the time we get to 33. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Some so, keep get following then Caleb that's right oh <laughs> yeah right?
1: <laughs> no, that's
0: okay. Nobody I knew you were going to ask that, <laughs> yeah. and I was getting ready to answer, and I said well we're we're getting there, we're almost there <laughs> okay. then caleb, okay, here 's where his name comes in into play, quieted the people before Moses and said evidently they're they're getting all crazy, you know. And they hear about the Amorites, the Canaanites, especially about Anak. That really got their attention. Okay. And he said, we should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we'll surely overcome it. Now the people are scared to death because of the people and the reports that were brought back. Caleb has one verse here that he says. You know, he quieted him because it was just crazy. He said, look, he says, by all means, go up. Take it. It's ours. We'll overcome it. Verse 31. One verse later. But the men who had gone up with him, the other ten, and of course Joshua was with him, said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they're too strong for us. They're not able. They're not powerful enough. they don't have strength to take them. Hmm. They remember where they came from Egypt the ten plagues Uh, God feeding them out there in the wilderness okay anyway so they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying the land through which we have gone and spying out is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. Are you getting it now? There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, are part of the Nephilim. And we became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. Nephilim, sons of Anak, Giants. Giants. That's
1: why lived they lived in it, big folk.
0: So that, as soon as
1: they would have known about that, they don't know who all these other know
0: are. Yeah, all these other people, they don't
1: know how they've they they heard about other nations. They were sheltered in Egypt. They were, were slaves. Yeah, they were sick, but they were out running around doing all that. They didn't came around the city and caused troubles. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah, they've heard about the giant matter of fact it will go back to Genesis
1: mm-hmm.
0: in chapter six. You have giants mm-hmm. in the land. Uh, so anyway, men of great size. We saw the Nephilim, sons of Anak. Oh man, the people are scared to death. The ten spies are scared to death. We're like grasshoppers. You know, I mean they're exaggerating this. The giants maybe seven feet, maybe some eight feet. Uh, Of course, we know, um,
2: Goliath
0: was like maybe like nine and a half feet tall. He was the giant of the giants. But at any rate, I mean, you know, you uh, feel like uh, you're like five foot six or something up against some seven footer. You know, playing basketball, (laughs) you wouldn't have a chance. So, that's the way that they view it. Now, what what you have here is that um, Caleb sees the opportunity. And he knows that God provides. You know, he's spying out Canaan with his other men. And you remember that God told Moses in verse 2 about the land of Canaan, which I'm going to give to the sons of Israel. Why did he bring them there? You know, and their milk and honey, the fruit, the pomegranates, the figs, the grapes, all, oh, everything that they ever needed. Rich foods. And it's a lot better than manna. <laughs> man of this, man of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the he's talking about what they can do by all means take possession of it we will surely overcome it he knows what God always does with them and so they're talking about giants that's the perspective the report that they give actually is fact but why is it a bad report here did you see that word they gave a bad report of the land to the sons of Israel, and in, in that they said, "You know, we can't do it. They're too big." But they didn't see God in the picture, did they? They didn't see God at all in them.
1: Oh It says, "It is a well, it's King James, but you said something similar. It is the land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof." And so was that just blatantly untrue? Because. Obviously, if you've got giants there, it's
0: not oh, its not really eating them. Yeah, they're exaggerating it terribly. Oh,
1: what does that mean? Though? I think it <laughs> means just big humans,
0: right? <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> well, I think it's its not only the land, it, 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 you know, the land is, is actually good. The, the people are strong, you know, and they're conquerors. But what,
1: the, what they would do? We'll to never be, be, be
0: able there. to survive there. they no.
1: we'll devour us, they we'll destroy us. <laughs> Yeah. Tell
0: us all. Or, yeah. That's that's I basically just the that idea. they
1: were they're just cannibals. No. <laughs> no. There you go. That's how they got so big and eating everybody coming <laughs> by. Well, it, it just says that the land eateth of the inhabitants. Like it's a like it's a bad land, but then it, it, everything's been described. It's good and big well, and healthy. Yeah. But was there a lot of wreckage around of people maybe that they. Did they see that, yeah, you know, I'm saying, like a remains of uh, battles or something, that they would get that report? I guess we don't really know. I'm just wondering if they were making it up. Well, because maybe they, they know who these people are, <coughs> and maybe they know their... What's the word I'm looking for? Mean. Mm. Yeah, the gruesomeness of them or something, because of things they'd spot, they'd spy in the land. If I think of a, of a land that, that devours its inhabitants, it would be something like... Desert, yeah. Like, yes, yeah, like, like think of, like, ruins or something that have been sitting there from other cultures or something that they must have... Uh, yeah.
0: okay. Well, you know, it definitely has to do... Probably, there's some parts of the land that they see is not, you know, as beautiful as other places. But then you've you got to realize who lives there and what it's about. So they put the two together, and it's like, you know, we'll have a chance. Whatever they're doing, they're really... It's, it's all ex- exaggeration uh, ezekiel thirty six thirteen says the Lord God because they say to you, you are a devourer of men and bereaved your nation of children yeah, they, they devour people they
1: fed uh, that culture
0: warring that the people uh, people that would uh, you know, kill people
1: Ruthless.
0: and and believe me the, oh, these all of these people and the Canaanites are like the most wicked, vile, that's evil, cruel, ungodly wondering. people ever in the world at that time. I mean, they were worst in the world.
1: Their reputation. And so, so
0: everybody Canaanites. has heard about these Canaanites. And that's really what I think the ultimate being devoured would be. We don't have a chance in, in, in this land. So anyway, with, with all that... Uh, Well, it would be uh, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, uh, uh, Cain, and I I think we're descendants of Ham, I believe. I hope I'm right on that. I'm trying to remember. So, oh, by the way, since we're talking about that, that Anak, um, look at Deuteronomy chapter 2. Deuteronomy 2, verse 21. A people as great, numerous, and tall as the Anakim, But the Lord destroyed them before them. They dispossessed them and settled in their place. Ah. that chapter there's about the wanderings in the wilderness and such, There it, it is brought about Anakim or uh, these people uh, that are the giants, Anak, right? The descendants of Anak. Uh, and if we were to go back to Genesis 6-4, before the flood, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children of them, those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. So,
1: so they still here after the yeah.
0: flood. After the flood. Of course, God destroyed everybody but Noah's family. But somehow there were still some giants that and came out as, not de- as descendants, and, and they survived the flood. But as a result, after many years, after Noah and uh, his sons, and after they populated, uh, there again you have some big people, really tall. <laughs> and at this time, this is what happens. And so there it is. It's mentioned, and the Nephilim. We'd always heard about that. That story kept on going through. You know, I'm sure
1: Noah's
0: so, family carried that story on.
1: Some of either Noah's ancestors or the spouses of his sons Mm -hmm. were descendants of the carry um, on that giant gene.
0: It it could be. I. I. I, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
1: That's all we got. Yeah. It's kind of a mystery. Yeah. Let's call the wives. would had to come
0: from the wives? Yeah. Uh, So, anyway. Hmm. Whenever they, they've always heard about that and then they, they actually see some giants in that land. You know, but, uh, they didn't see God in the picture. They should have listened to the voice here of faith that they should have had rather than fear. And that's why I say that Caleb is actually excited about the future. Just out of that one verse there. Well, uh, Carrying on a little bit further in there, you see in chapter 14 of Numbers, all the sons of Israel grumbled. They seem to do that a lot, don't they?
1: Good
0: against fact. Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. God's been making them survive all the way through. He's been taking care of them. Water, food, out in the desert? Yeah. Why is the Lord bringing us into this land? Yeah, and He had promised them. Here's the land. <clears throat> to fall by the sword. They'll kill us. Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? Wow.
1: They're in plunder, you know, there are a lot of people. So it wasn't that they just forgot that God brought them there. They were actively rebelling. Against yeah. God. Well, it's really what they're doing. It's all God's fault that they were stuck See, out there. Absolutely. Wow.
0: That's the idea. They're crumbling. And so they want to go back to Egypt. There's a lot of Christians that like to go back to Egypt. Like to go back to their former, former lifestyle. I'm not so sure that that's a good idea. The land it says in verse uh, the end of verse seven, the land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Okay, this is Moses and Aaron. They're trying to convince the people, right? If the Lord is pleased with us, then He will bring us into this land and give it to us a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and there you go, Penny. And do not fear the people of the land, for they will be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them. Uh, that's, did you see that? That's
1: the, point yeah. right there.
0: the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But you look at it, what chance do we have? But then we see the powerful God who is in all of this number fourteen.
1: We've been asking lots of questions of a bill so can get here. So you, did you guys jump ahead. No. Yes, well we didn't, we made him go way ahead. I'm glad I have to we have people. We made him drop back again. Now. We were trying to hold him back, so <laughs> he could get what's here. happening? But he did tell us we had to wait. Wait for a bill to get here.
0: <laughs> okay, the spies tell him. Of course, uh, J- uh, Joshua and Caleb have the real truth in it, and they're encouraged by it. I mean, it, Caleb is excited about this.
1: And... Joseph uh, was not one of the spies. Chapter 13 and also
0: chapter He just believed what Caleb told him. He
1: was with him. Joshua and Caleb. Yeah, Joshua and Caleb. He just didn't say anything. I just went back to the 12 that were sent. Joshua's not mentioned. Look at 16. Yeah. Yeah, he's called uh, something else. He's, he's with called Hosea. Hosea, the son of Nun. Or he's one
0: of them in there. Or he's, Joshua. In, he's in verse 7, 8, 16. And Hosea means uh, yeah. a desire for salvation. That's a good name. So that's a good one to put in there. To Joshua, meaning the Lord is salvation. Share desire for salvation. So,
1: now look at their faith. Those two are unbelievable. I don't have that kind of faith. I mean, when I'm facing giants, I kind of get scared. Look at these guys. They're nuts. <laughs> Let's go get them! Go get them, guys! But why could they do that?
0: Why would they want to do such That's a amazing. crazy thing? To everybody else, it looks like suicide.
1: Yeah.
0: And to every, to the world, it would look like suicide.
1: I mean, if I thought about it for a minute and realized God brought us here, and all, you know, I mean, I have to do a little talking to myself. <laughs> it's like, I it's get like, with the program, you know, but initially, you know, it's like, oh no, yeah, uh, these guys are fabulous. <laughs> That's
0: why we have to look at this. Yeah, maybe this will help us. <laughs> but
1: did they, did they hear the promise? Did Moses tell oh, them? Oh, yes, the absolutely.
0: Promise.
1: And so they believed the promise. Yeah,
0: so, you know, the, the it's, promise. there it is. And so they have it before them. <laughs> and they're rebelling. What would they be rebelling if they yeah,
1: but like, if you didn't, didn't heard, have the like promise? Like said, we didn't get to go. <clears throat> You know, we're not on the big scoop of seeing it all. Right, right. You know, we're hanging back, you yeah. know, we're stuck We're back. sitting back there waiting for you guys to get back tell and tell us about, about it. it. We see the big grapes and go, oh, and then we go, oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, it's yeah. a big report. No, and I'm thinking, oh, maybe, uh, Well, what, no. what, what, what? I'd have to do some talking to myself to get me where Joshua and Caleb are. I mm-hmm. mean even if it's I was story. one of the guys that went into the land mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and saw all that stuff, like that's right. That's I right. have to do some serious talking to myself. These guys just jump right in like, hey yeah, we can dig Well they've probably <laughs> been talking about it the whole time they're there though. they 'cause they're probably being impressed by what the provisions that they see, realizing where the provisions have came from, Joshua and Caleb. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. For well remember days. what what's the whole point <laughs> the in chapter says,
0: thirteen, verse two. um. I'm going to give to the sons of Israel. And yes, it is a matter of faith, Mm -hmm. but the thing is they've seen all what God has done in the blessing of that land. He's saying, it's yours. Uh Well, let's go, right? But here's how most of the people view it as Moses and Aaron now are trying to talk the (coughs) people into going along with what Joshua and Caleb came up with. And... Remember, they say the Lord is with us yes. at the end of verse 9. Do not fear them. What's that?
1: Their protection and
0: the f- protection has been taken away wow. from our enemy.
1: See then that? we
0: get into 10. But all the congregation, and here's where it just blew away. Said to stone them with stones. T- Moses and Aaron, yet Joshua Caleb, kill them. They wanted to kill them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared in the tent of meeting to all the sons of Israel. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The Lord said to Moses in ten, How long will this people spurn me? And how long will they not believe in me? Despite all the signs which I have performed in their midst, I will smite them with pestilence and dispossess them, and I'll make you into a nation greater and mightier than they. But Moses said to the Lord, and this is where we're running out of time. So what I'll I'll do is just say this is where intercessory prayer came in from Moses. Moses is like a priest; he's the go between between God and the people. Comes in, steps in, and he says, "Yep, you know, God, uh, uh, you know, please, you know, forgive them. You know, don't don't destroy them." And anyway, in verse 20, as Moses is pleading for the people, the Lord said in 20, I have pardoned them according to your word. But indeed, as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Surely all the men who have seen my glory and my signs, which I performed in Egypt, all the men, all the
1: people,
0: I performed in Egypt and the wilderness and the wilderness after they were delivered and yet have put me to the test these ten times, and have not listened to my voice, shall by no means see the land which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who spurn me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has had a different spirit, and I want you to underline this, And has followed me fully. Okay. There's one time we see that. It's not going to be the last time. That's why we give this title of this. To wholly follow him. It says, I will bring into the land which he entered and his descendants shall take possession of it. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites live in the valleys. Turn tomorrow. Set out to the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. Anyway, it says in verse 29, your corpses will fall in this wilderness. Uh, it says, according to your complete number from 20 years old and upward. Anybody that's 20 years and older that is old enough to understand this, they're all going to die. Because they've all rebelled. They're all going to die out and they're spread out, strewn out all over the wilderness. They They don't make it. They will not make it. Now the ones that are under 20, they're going to grow up. They're going to be the ones that Go in. Anyway, he says, all the ones who didn't grumble. Well, we're going to say that's 13 and 14. Skipped a lot of verses. My point was not to cover a whole lot in that. But we're talking, first of all, about he's excited about the future, right? You saw the one verse. Let's go get it. Caleb has a, a, a heart of faith. And it's active. Now, Coach Joshua 14. Okay. How many years is this going to be now? 40 years later. We go to Joshua, chapter 14. Start the first six. Now, they're there. They're right at the promised land, right? And the land is going to be divided up. You're going to have to conquer that land. Tribes are going to be taken. Certain areas. Uh, what it is? Caleb wants Hebron. He really wants the Hebron area. He'd already seen it.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: so wait till you see who is in Hebron. Okay. Verse six. And the sons of Judah drew near to Joshua and Gilgal and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite. And hang on to that. you will say? What's a Kenizzite? said to him this is Caleb he speaks up now you know the tribes are being assigned and Caleb Caleb volunteers and asked for Hebron here we go you know the word which the Lord spoke to Moses the man of God concerning you and me and Kadesh Barnea I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought word back to him as it were in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren, who went up with me, made the heart of the people melt with fear. But, there's your second underline, I followed the Lord my God fully. Do you remember the first one back in Numbers? There's the second one. When God says something one time, it's enough. If he says it two times, boy, yeah, he really means it. He's not done yet with that. Okay. So Moses swore on that day saying, surely the land on which your foot has trodden will be an inheritance to you and to your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God fully. That's three times. Now, behold, the Lord has let me live, just as he spoke, these 45 years from the time that the Lord spoke the word to Moses, when Israel walked in the wilderness. And now, behold, I am 85 years old today. He's 85. That's older than anyone here. I am still, catch this, are you ready? I am still as strong today as I was in the day of Moses. Sent me as my strength was then, so my strength is now. 85 years old. Same Mm -hmm. strength. For war (laughs) and for going out and coming in. Now then, give me this hill country about which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day that Anakim were there. Who is that, guys? The That's the giants. That's an Hebron. What does he want? He wants the land that has the giants. He's going to conquer them. Give me, a, give me the worst. Give me the hardest battles. I'm 85. I'm ready to take them on.
2: All those 45 years ago. <laughs>
0: I've
2: been waiting 45 years, dang it. <laughs> and I'm going to do it now. I'm not waiting another minute. <laughs> and
0: I want you to give me the hardest ones. And he said that the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. So they're not just giants that are living there. They're walled cities and they're great fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me and I'll drive them out as the Lord has spoken. This is it. So Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, for an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, until this day, because he followed the Lord God fully. How many is that? Is that four? Oh, right. Thank you. Five, right? One. I think it's five. Okay, count
1: the one in numbers.
0: Oh. Okay. So, now, anyway. Oh, oh, yeah, he says, Now the name of Hebron was formerly Kiriath Arba, for Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim, these great people, these giants, warriors. Then the land had rest for more. Okay. What's happening? Well, you see
1: now, but anyway, go ahead.
0: <laughs> he had seen Hebron before. He'd been there. What's so big about Hebron? The giants. That's big there. <laughs> yes, and there's another reason. Well, it's a sacred place. Isn't that where What's that? No. Uh, no, it's south of Jerusalem, probably about twenty miles or so. It's south of there. But it's a sacred place. Go back to Genesis twenty three
1: nineteen.
0: April? You're uh, in that area, yep. Genesis twenty three. Twenty three
1: nineteen.
0: After this, Abraham buried Sarah with his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Mm-hmm. So the field and the cave that is in it were deeded over to Abraham for a burial site by the sons of Heth. So you have uh, Abraham lived there, there. There you have Sarah. Uh, you know He had bought this place for a uh, burial ground. Move ahead to 2510. Uh, this is then all the years of abraham 's life that he lived was one hundred seventy five years Abraham breathed his last died in a ripe old age, an old man satisfied with life, and it was gathered to his people. Then his sons, Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah. And the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar the Hittite, facing Mamre, a field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Ez. There Abraham was buried with his Sarah, his wife. Uh, so. Uh,
1: That's the one he wouldn't let. They were trying to give it to him and he, he paid for it,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't Yeah. Right, he paid funny, for it. It's funny that, because in, uh, in the book of Kings one of the kings wanted the land from a guy who was willing to pay him for it, and the guy was like, no. And then the wife basically put a hit on the guy, and the guy ended up taking the land anyway. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's kind of like, they're similar, but they're different. One did it in an honorable way, and the other one did it in such a dishonorable way, and God blessed the one, and then he crushed the other one. Yep. There you go. That's
1: yeah. the way it works. <laughs> Is it honorable? Yeah. Well, April, he so. Abraham didn't want to be given a place of burial because that wouldn't really stay as there. So if he purchased it, it was a done
0: Right. Deal. So now Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, I'm saving some time here. Uh, Joseph, I mean, the fathers of the faith uh, had lived there. David actually had lived in Hebron. Is this uh, where
1: Joseph goes back
0: to? Yeah. He, he told right. him to
1: carry his bone mm-hmm. back here? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah which would be many years later, right, right. of course. But yeah, that's 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 right.
1: Caleb took that area.
0: So, this was stuck in Caleb's heart. Now, this is real interesting, because, and I just want to go, I don't want to go on a theory here, but I, th- I think there's another scripture to maybe help us. We don't have to be dogmatic about it, but remember whenever I said, hold on to that one word, it was dealing with uh, his father, and his father being a Canaanite, um, okay. So um, now this is the only sacred burial like this in in Canaan, okay. This is a really big place. And what's real fascinating is that you'll turn to turn back to Joshua four for a moment. We'll get we'll get those nine, names. The Joshua 14, right? Okay, and we see in verse 6, Judah drew near to Joshua and killed Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, What are we saying? His father is a Kenizzite. Well, that would mean that he is part Kenizzite at least, right? And then verse 14, it's spoken of again, where it's the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, go back to Genesis 15:19. this was a promise from God to Abraham. It's a part of a covenant.
2: That's crazy.
0: And in 18 it says, On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abraham saying, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenite and the Kenizzite, and the Cadmonite and the Hittite, and the Perizzite and the Rephaim, and the Amorite, and the Canaanite, and the Gergesite and the Jebusite. What are those little things that look like flies that eat up your house? (laughs) The termites! Mm -hmm. But they didn't mention anything about them. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Sorry about that. Okay. These were all the inhabitants of the land of Canaan. So there were people by the name of the the kenizzites i think that somewhere along the line caleb became a part of the jewish community i don't know when i don't know how that happened there's nothing there but it's said twice there he you know his father who was a kenizzite so is it possible that maybe he's kind of not a full-fledged jew that
2: happened with Was it
0: Ruth or was it Esther? Oh, you're talking like in in the book of Ruth. Right, where
2: she leaves her own people and sticks to her mother-in-law and says, your God will be my God. Yeah. And your people will be my people. Right. It could be something like that.
0: Well, uh, that's what we're wondering here. Did he somehow latch on to these Jewish people and there he is going with them. And here he is in the position that he is with this great future that he sees ahead of him. And he wants this land.
1: That explains a lot of his whole attitude. because he wasn't born, you know, born into a system. You become real, you're really lazy about that system. And
0: he's been able to look and see what God did with these the people. And he's heard the stories about what happened in Egypt.
2: I mean, okay. even the so maybe, maybe he didn't come out of Egypt, was what you're
0: saying? Right. It could have been just a little bit somewhere, you know, after that, somewhere along that lines. We don't we don't know. I mean, or,
1: could or it could have you been, to the, to you know, somehow. maybe
0: he met them there. We we don't know. Or
1: maybe he was Somehow, also. you
0: know. Of course, Anybody we're knows. going back way back to the time whenever they first came in to
1: supposedly that promised land. The
0: tribe of Judah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like is he, did yeah did did his father marry a Jew or something? Right. Has, has he always been that we don't know. But anyway, his father was Kenizite, We right. do know that, and that would make him part Kenizite, wouldn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe he's back. And he might have been a slave. His father and mother might have both been slaves too, and he was born with them. You know. You
0: know. Well, so here it is. He knows, I think he's got a lot of history about the Jewish people. He wanted to be in Hebron for not just to take the giants on, but that is where God has blessed, you know, the whole, you know, the race of Jewish people. Nobody else was volunteering for this area. And I got a feeling nobody was going to volunteer for this area. With these giants. (laughs) You know, he takes the hardest that he could and he subdues the giants. It's a worthy challenge, isn't it? You know, it's a powerful request, and he gets a powerful reward out of the deal. Uh, he has the so- hardest assignment, and he has wisdom. And he knows that with God's help, he can go take on the Giants. And that's what he did. So, would you say that he was excited about the future? Sure was. You know what? He won. Um. Uh, it says in chapter 15, verse 13, Now he gave to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, a portion among the sons of Judah, according to the command of the Lord to Joshua, namely, Cariath Arba, Arba being the father of Anak. <laughs> Keep coming up with that, just to remind you, That is, Hebron, Caleb, here you go, verse 14, drove out from there the three sons of Anak. Shishai, Ahishman, Tamai, the children of Anak. Then he went up against the inhabitants of Deborah. That's his victories. He won. He won decisively, incredibly quick. And so, that is one thing. Okay, now, he's excited about the future. Another thing, he's enthusiastic about his life. He's 85, he lived uh, in the desert. And where he saw death constantly, all those years, all the people that he knew were dying around him. God said they all would die. They did. Except for 20 and under, right?
1: That's uh, right. how I left that generation. And
0: yeah. Can you imagine the discouragement that he could have had? He
1: was, but he's he not. Up, he's yeah. not
0: discouraged. He's strong. He's filled with vigor. Just as much as he was, whenever he was in the forties, everybody else was dying off. In Joshua fourteen verse ten says, "Now behold, the Lord has let me live," just as he spoke these forty-five years from the time you know the word of the Lord came to Moses and they were there in the wilderness. God kept him alive. He stayed in shape. He was vigorous. He was he was a very strong man. He had to be. You know, you cannot minister without your body. Take care of your bodies, right? Because this is the only body you're going to have on this earth. And so, we can only minister with this is what we've been given. Take care of it. He lived with passion. He didn't become discouraged, but he did have the right passion. Number three. This is the last one. He was energized by his assignment. Now, did I have those numbers right in with you guys? What What did you have for number one?
2: Mm-hmm. Excited about, okay, about
0: the future. Okay, all right. So I did it right. Okay. Now, none of the others did what they were supposed to do. Uh, remember what Caleb did? As he went and took on the toughest that he could, and he defeated him. Right. He drove them all out. What did God say?
1: Drive, them out. Get drive them,
0: out. them out. Kill them all.
1: Wow. A that's,
0: that's quite something. But that, it's all that, with God's strength. Is that the same thing? Driving them out and killing some of them? Drive, some of them just, it, let's get out of here. Yeah, Whatever it is, clean. get them out of here. If they bite you, kill them. You know, otherwise they leave, they leave. They
2: resist, you get them, if they leave, they leave. Like and now. chase them with their tails
0: between their legs. That's right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and don't be hanging on the border there, <laughs> you know, because they'll get back in. Yeah. We know about walls. People off. don't want walls. <laughs> yeah. Walls. Fifteen sixty-three. What does it say? Uh, now, as far as the, as for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the sons of Judah, could not drive them out. So the Jebusites lived with the sons of Judah. That's enough said. Oops,
2: uh-huh.
0: At Jerusalem until this day.
2: So they could not drive
0: them out. You think it's because they were like lacking in the faith? Because that's exactly why. It's not because they can't do it. it, it but if you try to do it on your own, remember they conquered Jer- uh, uh, Jericho? Mm-hmm. And then what was the next city? Ai, which was going to be simple. We don't even need yeah. God with this. Let's go take it, guys. Boy, did they ever lose bad. Right. 'Cause they didn't really need God. Look at what we did to Jericho. Well, you know, they didn't do a thing. <laughs> they just marched around the city. They said, We can take these guys, now we can do this. Thank you, God. Isn't
2: it because they kept some of the treasure, some of the idols? so God wasn't pleased with them.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know, the you know, the pride that came along, and then all of a sudden they're taking stuff. God had no plan for that to happen. It's
2: like the same thing that- Same thing that King Saul did. He didn't listen either. Did,
1: was Caleb still living at that point? That's what they Jericho. Says. Was Caleb part of that group that could take, get rid
0: of the Jericho? Well, let's see if you back up.
1: Oh, no, uh, he was up there fighting. Chapter six
0: God. is Jericho. This is this is quite so after after, about, after that time.
1: I think
2: he's talking about uh, Judah could not.
1: This Caleb was the part of side. Ju- Judah. <clears throat> yeah, but Caleb was up there taking care of the giants. And mm-hmm. So Caleb was a Hebron. know yeah. The rest of the Judah. They spent uh, all is- out, and they were supposed to be beating up their guys in their areas too, but they didn't. And yeah, they and he's pay. getting
0: the portion that, that is Hebron in, in that area. Okay. So yeah. he wasn't with this the is Jews. the Judean area. Remember Jerusalem? Yeah. It's in it's in Judah. And,
1: so he's still around, but he's in Hebron. He's expecting well, these to guys are not doing their business.
0: Job. Yeah, they're in their own parcels yeah. of land, and they're not driving them all out. Yeah. And probably they're not well. They're not depending upon the Lord.
1: Yeah. They're moving
0: you know?
2: in and living with them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the because I mean, they're like, oh, your daughters are nice, and you have a lot of cattle, and you have a lot of this and a lot of that.
0: We're pretty just like, yep Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1610, the territory of Ephraim, but they did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer. So the Canaanites live in the midst of Ephraim to this day, and they became forced laborers. Okay. Uh, chapter 17, the 12 Canaanites, and 13. I'm sorry, the Canaanites became... Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, 12 and 13... Chapter 17. Uh, but the sons of Manasseh could not take possession of these cities because the Canaanites persisted in living in that land. It came about when the sons of Israel became strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor. But they did not drive them out completely. The idea is, is that these are evil, wicked people. God is using Israel to destroy this horrible,
1: idolatrist. People.
0: exactly so
1: instead they incorporated their idolatry into their living
0: they left the work unfinished mm-hmm. this is a thorn in the side for the rest of the time that Israel had, that's why Israel had so much trouble and of course by the time you get David who, who's he battling the Philistines right of mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the book of judges for instance Time where they did what was right in their own eyes and their own sight, right, their own views of things, and uh, of course, you know, they had their ups and downs. God would deliver them, then they would mess up again, and then He would p- bring on the people to kinda, put judgment on them.
2: It's kind of funny because a lot of the times it says, as soon as the judge died, the people turn back. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. As soon as they died, and they buried him like, right, right back. right, let's go back to our gods. Isn't
0: that what they did? And, and these people right here, they want to go back to Egypt. Yeah. Back to That's the old lifestyle. Why would we ever want to go back to that lifestyle? Would you guys trade your life that you have now for that lifestyle you used to have before you became a Christian? No way. What made... we got to finish this out here. What made Caleb this way what made it why why did he have so much success in doing this well numbers 14:24 says Caleb had a different spirit in him and he followed the lord fully numbers 32:12 there's another one we didn't do that one numbers 32 verse 12 except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, there we go again, there's something about that Kenizzite thing, isn't there? And Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have followed the Lord fully. Not only Caleb, but Joshua too, right? They followed the Lord fully. So there's two out of numbers. Uh, Deuteronomy, next book one, Deuteronomy 1, verse 36, I think. Yeah, good. Except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he shall see it, and to him and to his sons I will give the land on which he has set foot, because he has followed the Lord fully. And then at Joshua 14, 8 and 9, we read that, followed uh, holy, and then 1414, 14, he only followed. What was the secret?
1: All of the Lord. Lord fully. Fully.
0: Six times it's mentioned. I think we get the idea. That's a message to us. Should be easier to do now. We got
2: fulfillment of prophecies.
0: Well, you know what? There are giants in the land, folks.
2: Whatever the fear is. to Driving out them Canaanites.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we drive all the wickedness out of our own life. That's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to, doesn't it? God honors faith, and He sure did with Joshua and Caleb. And you know, don't you want everything that God has for you? Well, I think we'd all say, "Well, yes." Well, it's back what you
1: were yeah. talking about way ago with uh, Caleb was the Lord already did it. He already did. He's done it. He, he's 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 proven himself faithful to us
0: over and over and over yeah, and over yeah. and stuff
1: like that. And the same thing. He's always provided. He did the same thing those people. He he always took care of them. Why is it so hard for, to believe that he's that he isn't still doing that for us? And that's our biggest battle because if we're in, the enemy's always trying to sit there and say, like, "Oh no, any minute." You Not this up. time. Oh, yeah, it's just whatever that fear. You've been too bad this yeah, time. And it's, it's like whatever that fear is. Oh, this is too big. This yep, is too big yep, for God. Yep. That's always the enemy spitting that in your ear and stuff like that. But like I can say the biggest thing well, is Caleb didn't hear it. He right well. sh-
0: you know what? Caleb is eighty-five. He could say, "Hey." I already had the life. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just, I'm tired, it's I'm done. He had a burn in the
1: belly. He had a fire <laughs> in the belly. Well, yeah. this guy you didn't want to meet if you were up against him. <laughs> <laughs> Abel, would you would he take he
2: him on? i like, I'm this guy He can't meet. It was like a built house, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. So physically, mentally, spiritually, man, he kept it together. I, you know, granted, we have our battles against you know, physical things, you know, that, uh, that we battle, you know, uh, in our, our bodies as we get older. But you know what? There is also a thing about keeping it as good as we possibly can, you know, and being strong physically so that we can be strong mentally and most of all spiritually.
1: Well, the spiritual thing mm-hmm. I think, and everybody kind of knows this, but spiritually, that determines your whole mindset of everything that goes on in your body, the stresses and everything else. You know, it's that give They're up. They're all connected together. Yeah, they really yeah. are. When you God fully, He takes care of all the other stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the point right he there. you did down. it. Have to do it. You
2: have to yeah. Have to do
1: it. What a guy!
0: He just drove them out of Ebron, man. It's <laughs> great. That wasn't just by himself. You know, God used Samson, you remember?
1: He had his people, but he's leading
0: in this. Let's pray. We'll Avel, uh, would you like to dismiss this here? Um,
2: dear Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you for this time that we have to be able to study your word and to learn about following you wholeheartedly. Lord, we know that uh, as the days come closer to your coming, we know that it can be a little more challenging to try to do what we need to do. Um, And I know that if we lean on our own strength, Lord, that we will fail. And so, I ask that we follow you wholeheartedly, like uh, people we learned about today, and that give us faith also, like um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When the times come, that will come where we will have to stand firm for your word. Give us that courage and give us the strength to do so. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: amen. amen. Be strong and be encouraged.